You're listening to The Couplehood Podcast, a podcast designed for parents who want to keep their romantic relationships thriving and build their most intentional life. I'm your host, Allison Villa, psychotherapist and relationship expert. Hello, and welcome back to The Couplehood Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to build resiliency in our children. And the reason we're covering this topic, it's prompted from something I shared on my Instagram a few weeks ago about a personal story. And I got so many direct messages and you sharing your stories about a similar challenge that I thought this is an important topic and I really want to make space for it here on the podcast so that I can help support you through it. So we're going to cover three things today. Number one is I will share the personal story with you. Number two, we're going to talk about why the phrase kids are resilient is dangerous. And number three, what builds resiliency for kids? And I'll give you some actionable tools that you can take away from our podcast today. So let's begin. Number one, I'm going to share this personal story with you. I shared it on Instagram and I'm going to share it here. And as always, whenever I share something about my own life, it's with the intention that it will serve you and help you to reflect on yourself as well, right? So what happened a few weeks ago, so just a little backstory is I live in Ontario, Canada, and we've been locked down more than anywhere else in the world. So our children have had a lot of things taken away from them over the past year. And socializing being the main one, that feeling of isolation, really longing to connect with their peers, with family members, all of those things. So a few weeks ago, now it's springtime and we just moved to this area in September. And now that kids are out because of the sun, we're meeting some more neighborhood families. And so our youngest daughter, who's seven years old, said, oh yeah, there's a girl on the block who's having an outdoor birthday party and she invited me. And she was so excited about this. And sadly, you know, we don't know the family and we didn't really feel comfortable with her going to this event. And naturally, she had feelings around that. But the feelings she had were really big and it was deep, deep sobs, like weeping, so much emotion pouring out of her when she, you know, discovered that we're not going to be able to go to this birthday party. I'm so sorry. And I sat with her and I could see how much pain was coming out of her. And I knew it wasn't about the birthday party. I mean, it's about the birthday party, but I know that it's about so much more. And that is what I shared on Instagram. And it's just this reminder that Our kids have a lot of feelings all the time, and especially when they're managing something big in their life, whether I'm referring to the lockdown restrictions in this case for our child and in this moment, but that could be something big that's happening in your child's life, whether that's a move or not seeing a person that they love for a long time or so many different things that can impact this. But in this moment and in this story, I knew that our daughter was feeling deep sadness and grief 
because she hasn't been able to go to birthday parties for a year. And she's really missing, you know, the excitement that comes from going to a children's birthday party. I mean, goodness, think about how many parties you went to as a child. And they are such a fun thing for kids to look forward to. And so I sat with her and let her feel what she was feeling. And it was big, you guys. Like, it was really, man, my heart is just breaking for so many kids right now. And I knew that... I needed her to feel seen, heard, and understood that, okay, what is it about the birthday party specifically that you are missing, that you're really looking forward to? And she said, she was able to name it very, very specifically. And she said, I really want cupcakes. And she said, and I really want to do games. And I really want lollipops. (laughs) And, you know, these are things that I understand they're really special for her. And it was amazing that she was able to name those things. And I said, okay, why don't we have our own birthday party today? We're gonna make it happen and we're gonna do this today. Because I knew in this moment that it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't just about this one specific birthday party. You know, this was not a person that she was close to. This is a person that's very new in her life who she really barely knows. And it was about all of the other things that she was missing about the birthday party. So we created our own birthday party and we did it in that moment. You know, I carved, I made space in my day. My husband, all of us, we were like, hey, we're doing this. This is important right now. And I know because we were able to respond in that moment, which honestly, is rare you know we're always being pulled in different directions but I knew in that moment I was like I can create the space for this and I'm going to make it happen because this is important for her right now like these deep feelings that were coming up they needed to be addressed she needed to feel seen heard and understood so that's what we did we found cupcakes we met another family on the beach and we made a day of it and we picnicked and we had cupcakes and we created a scavenger hunt And that was amazing for her. And, you know, I checked in with her after the day and I said, I know you're really sad about missing the birthday party with your friend. And how are you feeling? You know, how do you feel about our day today? And she said, I had such a great day. It was so good. And she, I know that she wasn't saying that to please me. I know that. And like, you know, your children, you know, when they're just like saying things because they, they might be wanting to please you. That does happen. But I could feel it and we could all sense it. Obviously, it was a great day for all of us. And the point of the story and the point of why I'm sharing it here is it's as much as it is for your children, it's for you too, right? If you are listening to this and you've been going through something hard for an extended period of time, that takes up our precious energy and it can feel like a weight over time. We don't even realize that we're carrying it until all of a sudden it comes out and it's really too heavy, like how it came out, right, from for our daughter that if she's missing this birthday party and it just, it was like a release valve for all of the feelings, all of the things that she was carrying. And we as adults have those release valve moments too. So it's this reminder to first of all acknowledge those feelings for you for your kids and it's okay to create special moments and it's actually really important to create special moments as we're going through challenges that we don't even realize how much weight they're putting on our everyday lives so that is the personal story that i shared on instagram and i'm sharing it with you today because I also said when I posted about it, I said this phrase, which is the number two part that I want to talk about here today, is this phrase that kids are resilient is very dangerous. And I hear this floating around a lot around various topics. But the reason the phrase 
kids are resilient is dangerous is because that statement assumes that kids go through hard things and that makes them stronger. And that's not how resilience is built. So when we say, oh, kids are fine, they're going to be fine, they're going to get through this, kids are resilient, it's reductionistic. It's reducing the experience of the child. And there's another phrase that is kind of equally reductionistic, which is, oh, well, I got through it and I turned out fine. That's another one that we hear a lot. And that is also reducing not only the other person's experience, but your own experience, right? If you've been through something hard, I'll use myself as an example, you know, like I went through some challenging things in my childhood and am I able to move through the world as an adult? Yes, and I am mostly fine And I have moments where my inner child wounds very much show themselves, right? Even though I do the work, even though I've integrated it into my story, into my life story, those wounds still show up. So yes, I'm fine. And it's not just, and I'm fine. It's I'm fine. And there's always things to continue working through, right? I don't want to reduce my experience or another person's experience by saying like, well, I went through this and I'm fine, right? That's what that phrase does. It reduces the experience. So when we say kids are resilient and just stop there, it is a dangerous phrase because resilience is learned through the safety of a secure attachment bond, okay? We are all gonna go through hard things, our children are gonna go through hard things, but what makes them feel resilient is when we teach the children that they can move through a negative experience with our support. That's what builds resilience, which is number three, which is what I wanna address, which is really, really important. Resiliency doesn't happen by accident. It happens because you, as the caregiver, as the secure base to your child, you sit with them through the hard. You hold their hand through the hard. You allow them the space to feel the messy feelings. And that is what builds resiliency as they move through challenges. This is the difference, right? It's the negative experience or the adversity or the hardship does not magically create the resilience. It's you as the parent creating the safe space for your child to move through the negative experience or the hardship. That's what builds the resilience. So this is really, really important. It's like if something bad happens, that doesn't automatically make somebody resilient. If something you know hard happens and resilience is built, just like in your relationship, how I say how you move through the challenges in your relationship builds resiliency in your couple. It's because you're moving through them together and communicating through them together, right? It's not because something hard happened that automatically you're resilient as a couple. It's the same thing with your children, right? You moving through the negative experience with them makes them feel resilient, builds their resiliency muscles. So I'm going to give you a few things like how, how can you help your children to feel resilient and build those resiliency muscles in real life? What does that look like in real life? So I'm going to give you a few ways to do that. Number one is, as I did with our seven-year-old, she was having really big feelings. You know your children, you know, right? Like how big the feelings were around this event were disproportionate to the event, which was the cue for me that, oh, wow, this is unlocking something way deeper. I knew that it was about something 
way more than just the birthday party. So giving space for all the feelings. So you know your child, you know when, like I said, it's disproportionate. So if they're freaking out about the blue cup in a really, really huge way, like I really wanted the blue cup and I got the, you know what I'm talking about, you know, with a, with a smaller child, sometimes it's a window into letting them let out some feelings about something else. And if your child is, you know, of toddler age, you're going to see that more often. It's It doesn't seem to make sense, but you still being with them, holding space for those feelings, I see that this is what you're feeling, reflecting back the words, right? And I, I teach you to do this with your couple as well, like reflect back what you heard the person say. This is so healing. This is reflecting back to your child. I hear you saying that you really wanted cupcakes, I hear you saying that you really wanted to play games with those kids, right? These are the simple reflections that allow the child to feel seen, heard, understood, and that their feelings, that what they're feeling is okay. Even if it's not about, like I said, it wasn't about the birthday party for our daughter. It was about so many other feelings, but it allowed the release valve for her to let the other feelings out. So giving space for all the feelings, that's the first way to help build resiliency and you're creating that secure attachment bond when you sit with your children with all the feelings the good ones and the harder ones and everything in between that is step one to building that resiliency step two show them with your words and your actions that they are seen heard and understood so i'm going to use the example with my daughter i'm i said to her i see all these things i see this is how i'm making you feel And I knew in that moment how important it was for my actions to follow through with my words, to say, we're going to make a birthday party for you. Let's create that together. And in that moment, fortunately, I was able to carve out the time and space to do it right then and there, right? So my words and my actions were aligned because sometimes we can say the words and then our actions don't reflect the words and that can create a rupture that that does not create secure attachment, right? So if you say something, your words matter. Follow through on your actions. It's important to mention also, I, I just want to say my from my own personal experience, you know, I knew that I needed to stop, drop and roll and meet my kids' needs in that exact moment because I have been really stretched over the last year, let's be honest, but even more recently in recent months, I know that I haven't been meeting my child's needs in the way that she needed me. And so I really was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like she's having so many feelings because of many layers of things. But I also needed to acknowledge that, oh, wow, you know what? Maybe I haven't been showing up in the way that she needed more recently. And I need to compensate for that. And the way I'm going to do that is I am going to carve out the time and space right now, right here and now, right? So this is also just I want to be gentle with myself and I want you to be gentle with yourself as well that it's okay if you haven't been creating special moments every step of the way because you only have so much energy as well and it's okay you will meet your children's needs in the right way at the right time because you are here carving out the time and space to better understand how to do that right it's okay. You have to be gentle with yourself. I have to be gentle with myself. I wasn't able to meet her needs every step of the way. And I was like, oh, this is the time and space. Like 
I hear you. I'm listening. I have the energy to meet your needs in this moment. So it's important to acknowledge also how much energy you have and to just give yourself that grace too. I really want to name that. And the last thing I want you to think about in a way that helps to build resiliency for your children is, I'm going to come back to it because I say it all the time, but how you model communication in your own relationship, in your home, right? With your partner, you learning these skills as an individual, learning how to communicate with your partner, right? Holding space for all of the feelings and your children, you know, children are watching and they feel you even without words, right? So how you move through challenging parts of your life, how you move through challenging parts of your relationship, your kids are learning from you. They're intuitively around you and taking it all in. And of course, you are that model for them. How you love each other today is going to live on through your kids. How you build resiliency as an individual and as a couple is also going to help them learn how to build resiliency for themselves, right? So learning those skills for yourself, listening to podcasts like this and gaining those tools for yourself, you helping you is helping your kids, Because then you're able to better understand yourself, you're better understand, and you have more space and capacity to have empathy for your kids, for your partner, right? These are all, it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. All right, so I'm just going to do a quick review of how to build resiliency. So number one was allow your space for your children to feel all of their feelings, and you know when to tune in even more right? When there's a dissonance between the event and the the reaction or the response that your child is having, that means it's a, a release valve for them. So let them have that space, hold that space for them. Number two is show them that your words and actions align. That really makes them feel seen, heard, and understood. And when a person feels seen, heard, and understood, that makes them feel secure in their relationship. This is that secure attachment that we're talking about that builds resiliency And number three is when you model moving through hardship within yourself and in your own relationship, that's building resiliency for you and for everyone in your family. So really be mindful around your words, right? This whole, like I said, the words, kids are resilient. It needs to also have kids are resilient when we hold space for them during challenging times. That needs to be the full sentence, right? We can't just stop at kids are resilient. It's really, really dangerous when we say that because it's, like I said, it reduces their experience. And often it reduces your own experience when you do that. So I hope you have found this helpful. I love hearing from you. You can follow me at Allison double underscore villa on Instagram. And I do really love, you know, direct messaging and connecting with you personally. So if this is resonating with you, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for carving out this time and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the couplehood podcast. It says so much about you that you're carving out this time for yourself and for your relationship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Head over to allisonvilla.com to learn more. 
A special shout out to my podcast editor, Emily Millane from theultimatecreative.com. You are a rock star. All right, you guys, until next time, I'm Allison Villa wishing you love on your couplehood journey.